Welcome to the Amazon Legends podcast, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became powerful sellers, also experts specializing in helping sellers, and both former and current Amazon employees who will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here's your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. Uh, my next guest today is a former English teacher turned Amazon seller and now turned a listing expert. So I guess his teaching capabilities and knowledge uh, to use the English language is the perfect skill for building listings. So he's the founder of Guava Listings and works with brands naturally. And also, he's a passionate traveler. He picks up and goes wherever he feels like going on the day. So uh, he lives all over the world. And um, uh, like I said, anytime he feels like it's time to go somewhere else, uh, he's on the road. <laughs> so everybody, meet my guest, uh, Eddie, Eddie Wheeler. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, well, it's great to have you. So today, actually, for everybody listening, get ready to build an anatomy of a listing that is going to get you dollars. So when you and I talked about this, Eddie, you mentioned a secret formula, so to speak, when you create a listing. So tell us what that is. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that you can do is uh, play with the customer's emotions, right? So let's now start from the beginning of a customer's journey, so to speak. So they come to Amazon. First of all, you know, unlike driving somebody from Google to your website, if you have somebody on Amazon, you're driving them to your listing, you know, they are there to buy, right? Yeah. So they are going to be a buyer. So they do the search and up comes a bunch of search results. So, Tell us, that's where the journey starts, right? The emotion. So how does that work from that point on? Yeah, so right, like you said, like they have a lot of uh, buyer intent. So, um, you know, one of the th things that you need to do really is you have to grab their attention because with Amazon, they have so many other competitors that they could be um, they could be clicking on. So the first part step in the journey is to really like grab their eyes, right? Make them want to stay uh, or click on your listing and then stay on your listing. So how do you grab attention as a listing that is among the 20 listings organically on that page? And then there's a bunch of sponsored listings and these days there's display ads. So yep. what, what, is, what are some best practices to grab attention? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, drivers of click through rate is obviously review count, um, but it's not the only driver. So that's where you're, the things that you can really, um, you know, have full control of. Um, so that's your main image and uh, your title. Okay. Yeah. So as far as, so there's a couple of things here, because I think it's important to separate because we're dissecting the whole thing now. Yeah. So you have millions of listings on Amazon and based on Amazon's A9 algorithm, yeah, that's nine different factors Amazon considers to decide who should be on the first page and in what order the listings should be listed. Yeah, that's those factors deciding what is on the first page. 
we're not talking about that because yeah. that's homework, uh, yeah, work, you name yeah. it, right? So, <laughs> so we are assuming all that has been done somehow. You are on page one, or you happen to be on the page that that's the, the buyers are looking at. What we are talking about is now that you are one of those listings. How do you now grab the people, right? So that's what we're talking about. So uh, what I heard you say is your reviews obviously influence, but Amazon picking you has already done the work. Yeah. So there's a reasonable number of them. And uh, now we're talking about significantly that you are in control of your product picture and the title. So give us your best practice right there on that search results page. What gets people to click on your listing? Yeah, so I mean, like, a really like the, for the main image, right? A really large, um, crisp um, image of your product. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, it, it, I mean, it does depend on the product as, as well, but you could also perhaps put your packaging on, right? Because with Amazon TOS, right? You can't put text on that main image, but if you have your packaging, right? It could be, you know, it could be spelled out right in front of you, right? It could be if you're selling a, a white water bottle, Right. You could write have on the packaging white water bottle. Um, and so like that makes someone's eyes gravitate even more to yours um, because you have the words on it as well. Now, again, it doesn't work for every product, um, but it is something that you can consider, especially if you have nice packaging. You know, you still want your product to be the main show, um, but that's just like one trick to kind of get, a, um, you know, around Amazon TOS of not being able to put text. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, the, a lot depends on your product. But first of all, your main picture is key. And Amazon, you know, in terms of service, does not allow text on the main image. Yeah. Uh, on the additional images, you can use it. And uh, yeah. if your product is a single item, then it may be nice to just show the product. But sometimes... Packaging, like for example, in uh, in beauty category, uh, health and beauty category, sure. those products are really, you know, the design of the bottle and everything else, it's really elaborate. So uh, it may be a good idea to show that. And if you are selling like kits and bundles, then it's a good idea to show all the pieces. So people get an idea and say, oh, okay, this, this looks credible enough, right? So that's the purpose of the uh, product picture. Yeah, for sure. You know, what, what I'd like to uh, hear your take on is something. Now, are you familiar with image theme? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. So what happens is this is a concept a while ago. I don't see too many listings using it, but there are some if you go... Um, you know, just search. So basically you've got the product and somewhere in the bottom right corner or left corner, depending on how uh, cosmetically it fits into the picture, there is like some kind of a, uh, an element. Like for example, I had a client who sold supplements and the supplements were primarily for uh, CrossFit people. So he put the ingredients of what was in it, like grapes and things like that, in the corner of the bottle. So he would have the bottle in the picture 
and then the, these little grapes, and then uh, a couple of cherries. They were all ingredients. So, and then he used different for, shapes and formats of it all throughout the pictures. So it became like a theme that carried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's called uh, image theme. It may have other names by, by other people, but yeah, it's basically making you making your picture stand out. It's not just yeah. a boring product picture, but something a little bit more fun, if you like. So um, I was just wondering what your take on something like that would be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's really like really strong for branding um, as well. So like if you have something that we actually do um, a lot of that at Guava with our graphic design. Um, we just call it something else, I guess. So yeah. Um, yeah, just having like the the same kind of, yeah, the same kind of like, obviously the same colors and stuff, but maybe like the same, like what you're saying, kind of the edges or the corners, um, the same kind of shapes, um, colors and, and design. Um, and like, you know, that again, that just really kind of establishes the brands. Obviously colors um, can help play to certain emotions as well. Right. Um, so you're really getting a certain, you know, certain tone and certain emotion um, throughout the whole listing when you do something like that. So since we are dissecting this, it's a uh, share with us. I just heard you say colors go with certain emotions. So give us some examples of that, for example. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'm not, like, I'm not actually like a complete expert on this, but like, for example, right. Um, you know, if you are, you know, something that has, it's like a natural supplement or something like that, maybe you'd want to have some like greens cause it's connected to, you know, the earth and, and health and everything like that. Um, you know, if you really, um, you know, wanted something to like, you know, it's like a really standing out, like a, a product that really stands out or, um, is going to make somebody more confident or better looking. Maybe you're going to be looking at some more like reds or something, you know, something that really like draws your attention. Um, you know, so, so just kind of things like that. Um, and, and really like, really like sitting there and thinking about it um, or talking to like an expert about it, like how to work with, with certain colors and what emotion to, to be putting into them or what emotion that those might, um, you know, help someone get to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a, a little research before creating the listing in terms of what emotions, because those emotions will also be emphasized in your copy yeah. on the product page. So if you align the color uh, scheme, if you like, you use yeah. throughout your pictures um, with the, the copy that you are going to write primarily with the bullets, then they kind of go hand in hand. And it, it creates a subliminal message, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's all like, like you said, it's all got to like align into one thing um, because sometimes like you might not even, uh, the customer might not even realize like consciously, but like, they're like, oh, this maybe like doesn't feel quite aligned, right? Yeah. Um, emotions here. And then, um, yeah, so definitely. And like, I mean, the, you know, you mentioned the bullet points, but the copy that goes onto the images themselves and the A plus content, like, you know, those are hugely important, right? Because again, like that's where someone's going to look first. Um, it might be the only place someone looks on your listing. Um, you know, obviously some people read the bullet points, some re people read a few bullet points um, or scan the bullet points, but almost everybody's going to look 
at the images. So the copy right. there really has to be obviously concise because you only have so much space, but it's, you know, super important. Yeah. By the way, I had uh, one of the former Amazonians uh, on the show and we were talking about listings and I asked him about, uh, at the time, one of my clients was working on building their home. I mean, their main picture and they, they sold a the kit and we wanted to put the number of pieces in that main picture. So in you know, 14 pieces. So that right. whoever, so first of all, it's a very useful piece of information for, for the customer to see, you know, 14 pieces that's, that's valuable, but it kept getting rejected. So, and as it happens at the time, I had this former Amazonian um, and I asked, you know, why is this? And he said something that's like so typical of Amazon uh, attitude, but really it makes sense in the end. He says, look, people think that these uh, rules that apply to pictures, it's, they don't like it, but he says, they are there because we have numbers to back up the fact that anybody who has pictures that meet those requirements, they convert higher. Yeah. So that's what they were they were doing. It's not for anything else because they get they want white background because white background converts more. And they right. he was actually giving me specific numbers like this. Uh, if you have this, then it's X percent. If you have that. It's, so um, it's a good idea to definitely uh, adhere to the Amazon uh, Amazon requirements. So now that we have the picture covered and why it's important, let's talk about the importance of the title right there on the search results yeah. page. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so I mean, like, you know, your title is definitely the most important part uh, for your SEO. So you want to have um, you know, you whatever in your keyword research you determined as, you know, you're like four to seven top keywords. I say seven because maybe you can get like two in one or three in one, um, you know, just with the, with the phrases and stuff. But your whatever it might be, your most important keyword phrases, and that's for SEO. But what a lot of sellers, um, I think, make a mistake on is not trying to put any like emotion and or benefits in their title. Um, especially in that like first line, um, you know, however many characters show up when you're on mobile or on the desktop. So the, that first line or that first two, those first two um, like lines of your title, um, getting some emotion. So not just, um, you know, uh, like, you know, water bottle, you know, um, double vacuum wall, water bottle, whatever it might be like, um, you know, water bottle, uh, to keep drinks cold, right? So you're getting that like that benefit in uh, to the first part of the title, which it might not have SEO benefit, but someone reading that, they might be more enticed to click because now they're getting uh, the benefit of that, you know, the main benefit of that product. Um, they're reading that already. So they, you know, and a lot of other the products might not have that in the first part. So they might be more enticed to, to click on that. Um, so yeah, just things like that. Don't it's got to be super concise because you only have you know two hundred characters to work with, um, some categories less than that. So it's got to be very concise, um, but um, it's still good to include that that kind of stuff. Okay, so as far as the the, the title is concerned, it, I mean you, you mentioned 
first of all, 50% of the, the shopping is being done on mobile uh, yeah. platform. So uh, there, that 200 shrinks down to 95. Yeah. So when we're building our titles, we always have in an, in an Excel file. So we have the character calculate length calculation. So we're seeing what it looks like in 200, what it looks like in 95. So that's big deal. So in that 95, you're suggesting we have to have some kind of an emotional aspect of the benefit of the product, right? Yeah. You know, whether it be emotion um, or, or benefit, you know, so it could be either or a combination of two, um, just, just some kind, um, you know, again, don't overdo it. And then you can use the, the later part, right? So people on mobile might not see the last 105 characters. Uh, so you can probably do a little bit more, like less flow, more keyword stuffing in that end. Um, but in the first part, right, um, you know, water bottle for long hikes, water bottle for, you know, to keep drinks cold. So whatever, so whatever it might be or whoever you're targeting, um, you know, kind of get that in um, to like, you know, like you said, the first yeah. 90, 95 characters. Yeah. So the other thing that I, I always emphasize is in the titles, again, we're still on the search results page. We're trying to get more people to click on it. So um, there are, I always say, of course, there are a lot of numbers in terms of your operation to see how your operation is doing. But there are, I always say, two magic bullets on Amazon. Of course, the two loaded bullets, so to speak. Yeah. But the first one is your click-through rate, your CTR. So the higher your click-through rate is on your keywords, the more visitors you, ha you have coming to your product page. So how does one increase your click-through rate? So what you are talking about, is all about increasing your click-through rate. Yes. Now, yes. Uh, having said that, you also want to be careful because you don't want to bring irrelevant traffic to your product page because then your conversion rate is going to suffer. You may bring hundreds and hundreds of people, but it's if it's nothing to do with really what they are looking for, they're not going to buy. So, yeah. uh, so the trick here is to have an approach in building your title where you have your top keywords and also have that emotional appeal while being relevant for yes. the audience. So for sure. uh, one thing I always say is it's a good idea to incorporate your primary and maybe secondary audience into the title. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? For example, let's say you're selling than sneakers that are for hospital workers. So instead of just saying sneakers, comfortable sneakers, whatever, phone base, whatever, uh, it's if you said uh, sneakers for nurses, yeah, then a nurse that's looking at it is nine out of ten will click on it, right? Because yeah, it's for sure. For so uh, so if you combine that with the with the emotional appeal. Now you've got a winner. You're, you're likely to bring people who are relevant to your page. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. That's what like, uh, you could do that with the benefits too. Like I said, water bottle for long hikes, right? So like you're targeting hikers. Exactly. Um, with that thing. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah I mean, perfect. So I mean, I, I always put the audience ahead of, uh, if you like, just putting the keywords. Yeah. yeah. Keywords are important. Yeah, of course, they need to be there. 
but just try to make it relevant. And I never really thought about the emotion, emotional appeal. I, I uh, I'm always thinking the audience, but that's that's great tip. Okay, so um, we covered what to do on the search results. So now they clicked on it. Now they are on the page. So now this is showtime because you have the pictures, the alternative pictures, the, the bullets, the A plus page. So walk us through some good way to put all this together. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so, I mean, most people, they're going to look at your image gallery first, right? So this is really like where you need to like keep them on the page, right? Because, you know, if you're not get grabbing their interest if they're not if they're not interested in it right they're going to click on a competitor um so this is um you know makes you know it's good to have some lifestyle images right and they, it doesn't have to be live models you know a lot of people think especially starting out they're going to need to do a whole photo shoot um with a skilled graphic designer you could use stock photos um with some basic photography um and still get the same um effect right because you know the faces especially the faces of your target audience, you, they, they should be the ones in the lifestyle images. They're going to connect, right? It's going to, you know, faces um, cause a lot more emotion than just a product itself. Um, and so that in itself is going to um, put the person in a more emotional state already, especially if you can have, if it's a, like a, a kid's product or like a, or an animal product or something like that, or whatever it might be. Um, now it's not going to work for every product, but having like babies or kids, um, or dogs or cats in the lifestyle images too, can also kind of like help trigger that emotional state. Uh, it, this, this is so important. So, um, I mean, I'll, actually earlier today, I had a client and I said, do you have somebody for graphic uh, work? And I said, oh, we've got plenty of photos. And I said, oh, uh, so what, what are those? Oh, we've got a lot of product pictures. So they never thought about actually having a graphic work done on those. Right. They were just planning to put the pictures. And, but no, uh, that's not the right way. So, because you're telling a story, right? So yeah. uh, if, if it was possible, the customer was in front of you, you would not be just giving them a piece of paper showing the details of the the product right. Right? you would tell them the story uh, and um, that's what the pictures are supposed to do so they have to be moving pictures so to speak and putting people in it uh, together with the product uh, what you know you 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 mentioned lifestyle different use cases yeah. so well, these are all things that will personalize the use of the product because that's the emotion aspect right yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you're selling a garlic press, right? Definitely want like a picture of somebody in the kitchen using the garlic press. Um, or like, you know, even if you don't have that skill, the graphic designer, just somebody in the kitchen, and then the, the garlic press kind of like superimposed bigger to the corner, maybe with some like colors in the, the you know, the corner in the background. So I mean, it's always best if you have somebody that can like kind of Photoshop it into the scene. Um, but even if not just having the people, you know, and of course you're going to want some copy in that too, right? Whatever the benefit is that you're trying to get across with that photo. Um, so it doesn't even necessarily need that, right? So at least two lifestyle images in the image gallery. Um, and then of course, 
you also want to have uh, maybe, you know, some infographics about your product, kind of like educating them, um, you know, talking about the features, trying to frame it as a benefit, right? For example, like if you have like a water bottle that keeps something cold, right? Maybe it's made out of stainless steel. So it's going to last a long time. It has double vacuum walls. So that's what keeps the drink cold. Um, you know, um, maybe it's premium paint. So the design will stay, you know, will we'll stay up, will stay on, or, you know, that's just off the top of my head, but, um, you do want to, of course it's cause the emotion, um, but also, you know, educate them about the product and, you know, make it kind of seem unique, even if it's not unique. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that, that I heard it, that was put in a way that was fairly uh, much in sync with how the page is constructed. But basically the idea is whatever you think you should have as your bullets, because that's where you're listing, that's where you're making the emotional connection. Uh, so you, you are, and don't make your bullets a, a bunch of features and benefits. Yeah. Yeah, uh, those are supposed to make that emotional connection while mentioning the product and create infographics that basically replicate the bullets. So that way, now that that connection that you are establishing is also through pictures. And yeah. at the same time, they may not read the bullets they will definitely look at the pictures, right? It's yeah. very easy to look at all the pictures. So you translate those and that's what you would call the infographic. So how many pictures do you think is a good idea to have? Is it is there such thing as too many pictures? Um, I mean, so, I mean, really like Amazon's only ever going to show seven. Um, I know there's like, you know, you, people can maybe like click in and like could see an extra like image or two. Um, but you really want to get like your full, I mean, you could put those extra images if Amazon is allowing you to do that. Um, but just realize that most people probably aren't going to see that because it like, requires clicking onto it. And um, so um, definitely want all of your like main points to be, be um, you know, get them across in the first um, seven, really six, because one is your main image. So the other six um, secondary images you need to get all of your like main um, selling points, putting them into the emotional state that needs to all be uh, done in the first, you know, in those six images. Um, or if you have a video, then you, you know, you have five images, but you know, obviously the video can also do a lot of those, those things as well. Yeah. What is your take on utilizing seals? Like, you know, so there are certain, like, for example, again, um, just recently working with this, a client, uh, I, I looked at their photos. There was there was just product pictures. There were nice looking photos, professionally sure. taken, uh, sure. but there was no graphic work. So, so I said to them, "Do you have like any awards?" And they and while we were working, they said award winning. I said, "Which award?" And they started listing all these awards, and it was kids' product, and so parents' choice. Uh, gold award and then this uh, foundation uh, award and award after award I started listing and I'm looking up these awards and they all have like symbols or seals 
Oh, yes. I said, well, why aren't you using this? These seals should be underneath every picture. Uh, not as the main picture, but it basically says that this is a, a credible product. So what is your take on using seals like that in pictures? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, any um, establishing any kind of credibility like that from, you know, an outside source is always like a good idea. Um, so, I mean, it could be one photo that you kind of have like all your awards or certifications or whatever it might be. Um, or like you said, kind of like putting them throughout, like on another part of the image. So I think either, either could work. Um, so yeah, I mean like, you know, or like it could be like as seen on, you know, if you're in some magazine or yeah, some newspaper yeah, yeah. or a news show, you could, you know, put that as seen on here, mentioned here, um, because all that, yeah, is outside, uh, credibility, which is yeah. you know, always, always good. So, so now if you picture, you've got a nice picture, let's say a lifestyle picture, and then you've got a nice image theme that governs that whole presentation, and then you've got the seals around it, that's a, that's a powerful way of presenting your product, right? You're saying, this is who we are, you, you're kind of putting the brand image, you're obviously showing the product, and then you have all the, the, the confidence building elements in the same picture, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the reason why we're talking about this so much is because it's 50% of the deal, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the, the remaining 50%. So uh, outside, uh, so we covered the title. By the way, once you hit the page, do people pay attention to the title anymore or not? Um, I, it's probably not as much. I mean, they could scan that really quick. Um, and so it is still a good idea to have like, you know, important product details, like maybe in the later part of the title, right? Like how many pieces of the set come, you know, what, um, maybe like a certain material that's in it. So, um, that, that can be important, but for the most part, I think once people click on the images and like, you know, studies that I've looked at or click on the listing, it's like their eyes kind of go right to the the image gallery yeah 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 i um yeah i mean that that's my experience also it's whenever they land on the page now they're looking at the pictures they look they're reading the stuff yeah. uh, if they are sold on the first couple of pictures then they look at the, the bullets a little bit and then that's where you seal the deal your bullets are your closers right yeah um or the a plus content as well yeah uh, yeah, yeah so yeah so let's let's talk about the bullets so give yeah. us uh, your sense of the best use of the bullets is there like a number you should you must have all five or four or uh, what is your take on it yeah definitely have um all five um i know there's certain listings and that can have up to 10 now yeah. um so if you have five definitely use all five um in terms of length we uh go with like 200 to 250 characters um, and there's a few reasons for this. Um, that's like, it's because of our, if you have 500 characters, which is kind of like the, like absolute limit, that's just a big block of text. No one's going to want to read that, um, especially if they're shopping, right? So you're going to intimidate the person from reading too short. Um, and you might not have enough time to really build up any emotion with that or get in as many keywords um, as you can. So with 200 to 250 characters, it allows you to get two keyword phrases in um, while maintaining flow, while maintaining that emotional driving copy. Um, 
And so now you're making both the, the ranking algorithm happy, right? The search, search algorithm. Um, so you're making that, that happy. Um, and then you're also making uh, the person reading happy. Um, so, and because, you know, some, obviously there's people who try to stuff in like 10 keywords. Well, that's, that's not right. That's not going to have any flow. Someone reading that's going to be like, oh, this is unprofessional or like no copy. Sense, right? it, they read sense. It. it doesn't say anything. Yeah. There's no, there's no mood, right. Cause when you're putting someone in an emotional state, right. You really want someone to be in a daydream. So if it's all super choppy with all these random keywords, they're never going to be like in that state where they're thinking about themselves actually using the product, um, which is kind of like, you know, that's the daydream that we want to induce with our copy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I think this is a good time for us to go through some uh, notes I have here. Uh, I, I saw this in a presentation um, psychology driven presentation because it's, it's all we're playing the psychology game right so with all the uh, copy on the page so there are eight core feelings that cover 100% of the, the world's population in terms of uh, driving their actions so uh, let's see how uh, they would apply to listings uh, the first one is survival or safety. So, how would you utilize that feeling? What what would be a good way to incorporate that uh, sense of survival or safety into the product? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, like it's gonna really obviously like always depend on what the product, but something like um, not that you should sell this because there's all sorts of issues with Amazon compliance, but. If you were selling hand sanitizer um, during the pandemic, right? Like protect your family, right? Protect your family from, you know, I mean, obviously you have to dance around it with TOS. You can't say coronavirus on, on Amazon, but uh, again, so like don't sell sanitizer necessarily, but um, yeah, so something like that, right? Protect your family um, from, from getting sick or whatever it might be. So, you know, especially, so obviously we want to protect ourselves, um, but something like protect your family, that's even more emotional, right? That's, you know, yeah. that's the ones you care about. So that, that's the safety of your family. Um, it's the survival of your family. So that's um, some, that's one way that you could do it. Um, um, or, I mean, even like going back to the, my hiking water bottle example, right? Like, you know, don't get dehydrated on your hike. Right. Um, have this water bottle, you know, have this water bottle, it keeps you drink cold, Um Stuff like that, right? So it's like yeah, kind of that's great. So yeah. I mean, what what you are really emphasizing, Eddie, is you're not listing a bunch of features and benefits. Yes. What you are saying is you, you you're translating that into an emotion, into a feeling that people will say. And then in this case, the t the top one being survival or safety. Yeah, this is going to protect you. So um, the second one is people connect over food and beverage. So if you bring some kind of, of course, it depends on the product, but these are just going to, so anybody listening, you know, some of these will apply exactly. Yeah. Uh, some may not, but people also connect over food and beverage. So if you talk about food, enjoying it and blah, blah, and then make the food and beverage centerpiece. So have you ever had experience on working listings like that, that incorporate that? Yeah, 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 we have. Um, and so like something that could be 
like just an example, right? It could be something like, oh, it doesn't even have to be a food or beverage product, right? Like for example, um, like if you have, like you're selling like a table um, or something like that, like um, gather around for family meals for, you know, for generations, right? You know, so it's like, you can incorporate food and beverage if, you know, with other products um, or if you're selling cups or whatever it might be. But if it's, if it is a food or beverage, right? Um, going into maybe, yeah, like, you know, serve this hummus, um, at, you know, at, at your party, right. Have an awesome party. Um, obviously not exactly that, but that's, that's yeah. the, the thinking behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's a, that's a great example. So the third one is prevention of fear or pain. So if your product can be utilized in communicating that message, so um, share with us some of your thoughts or anything you, you use this kind of uh, feeling for. Yeah, so uh, preventing fear of pain. Um, yeah, so like, I mean, it could be, you know, if, uh, like, for example, um, you know, like a knee brace or something like, um, which sometimes it could be used, it could be used to like soothe pain, but also like, um, maybe someone's older um, and maybe wearing that knee brace can help um, prevent an injury if they're lifting weights still or something like that. So like, you know, go hard in the gym without worry because this knee brace will, you know, yeah, that's whatever a good it might example. Be, but... There's a lot of gym enthusiasts. So focusing on on their pains, I mean, literally the pains and the aches yeah. that you get after a, a good workout. Uh, so if you focus on that rather than, you know, how nice the product is or, you know, how it uh, does certain things. Yeah. And it also, right. It goes, I'll be like, um, preventing the pain of a, a bad product or like a cheap product, right? Like this is made of stainless steel. Um, you know, this garlic press will last longer than the plastic versions or, you know, like, so you, you know, don't buy five garlic presses in a year. You know, yeah. it's a stupid example there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like... yeah. So the next one I have on the list is social approval, because we all, I mean, especially in this day and age, you know, everybody is creating these selfies and videos, yeah. the TikTok. It's all yeah, about approval, not... right? <laughs> it's crazy world. Uh, so give us some examples how they can utilize the the sense of social approval into in their listings. Yeah, it could always um, like um, like play to like maybe like especially if it's like a clothes or jewelry item or whatever you know um, you know people are gonna ask you where you got it people are gonna you know uh, give you compliments about it obviously wording it in a slightly different way than that um, but yeah just playing like oh you're you're gonna be um, pretty much you're gonna be the talk of the town right like somehow get yeah, that yeah. message in your copy. Um, or like, you know, actually one of the first items I sold was kind of like for like, it was like a party decoration. So it's like, you know, like you're going to have the best, you know, <laughs> you're going to, you know, all your friends and family will talk about the party for years kind of thing. Like, or, yeah. or you're the best, you're going to have the best party of the summer. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Become the star of the party with this bracelet or whatever. So yeah. So, um, great. And the next one I have is actually something that is in our DNA, and that's companionship, being part of a group. So this is an interesting subject in the sense that uh, I read a book recently, and 
two psychologists uh, wrote the book, but they did this study into our DNA. Uh, and in our DNA, in the most introvert person, antisocial person, that person in his or her DNA has the need to be attached to another person. Yeah. So uh, we love companionship. We love to be part of a group. So uh, share with us some of your thoughts, some examples uh, of how that can be shown in the, in, the, in the bullets or in your copy. Yeah. So it could be like other things like, all right, so if you're selling a gym product, you could say like, you know, other, you know, fitness enthusiasts are, have been using this product. Right. So, um, you know, you, you might even like want to like, um, you know, put out like, you know, another thing you could do with your images or A plus content is like put like a review or like testimonial or something like that. Um, so just kind of say like that, or it's like it, this, this, uh, this trend is going wild in the fitness community. So kind of reminding them that they're part of a certain community. Um, you know, especially if you're like very hyper-targeted with your, your target audience, um, you know, just, you know, making them feel like that's the people that, you know, share their interests are using this product, that they are part of that, that community. Um, and that's also like what a strong branding presence can do as well. Um, so, you know, you could be like more general with the fitness community or, you know, with this brand, like, um, you know, people, you know, if you really get somebody invested in your brand, right, that could be a way to kind of like help them feel connected to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, especially the the example you gave as far as joining the 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 rest of thousands of others who have used this yeah uh, as professionals so the next one is living comfortably enhancing your life so people are drawn to things that will make their lives better so sure. uh, share with us some of your thoughts on that so how how could that be represented in your copy yeah um so you know, anything that's going to like, you know, like a massage gun, right? Like, oh, oh after God. a long day's work, right? Come home and give yourself um, a 15 minute massage, um, you know, soothe your muscles, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So like, you know, playing to be maybe like the things that might be a discomfort in someone's life, like commuting um, or a long day at the office or a long day, um, at school or whatever it might be. And then, so kind of throwing that pain point in there and yeah. then presenting your product as the thing that's going to make that better, um, you know, make your life better in general, make them more, um, comfortable. Yeah. I had, uh, I had a client, uh, not too long ago, uh, they sold diffuser oils. So, but what they did, they actually associated the product that there were different versions of it with different uh, moods. For example, they had one that was uh, for enhancing sleep. So we put, you know, uninterrupted sleep. Yeah. You know, wake up completely energized and things like that. So these are all enhancing lifestyle uh, kind of uh, feelings that we'll associate. That's great. Uh, next one is feeling of superiority. 
<laughs> the winner, be a winner, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's something that I'm sure everybody wants. Like, nobody wants to be a loser. So, some examples on that one. Yeah, like, um, you know, dominate your workouts, like, you know, oh use these fresh mouths, dominate your workouts, um, you know, use this supplement and seize the day, right? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Go faster, better, you know. Um, so, yeah, every anything like that really like where you know anybody can you know succeed more at school in light you know just in life in general with relationships um you know anything um yeah anything that they can win at just really make them feel powered and like that kind of also brings up like one of the biggest points that i usually have with people and that's like be like kind of um you know make your copy action oriented so don't say this will make you dominate your workouts or make your workouts better right you know dominate your workouts right, right so right, you doing right. it right with the product but it's you doing it right and so you know that's going to already like it already gets them kind of imagining themselves using the product um and the benefit and emotion that they're going to get from that uh, when you're yeah. kind of more in that that action verb um you, you know using more action verbs yeah that yeah that's true yeah i always say you know yeah when you are when you want somebody to do something, you don't say you could, you would, you should. Right. You say do yeah. it. So, so be direct and then uh, connect emotionally. And the last one is love of yourself or others. So uh, showing compassion, showing love, showing care for people through the product, right? So yeah. uh, can you share with us some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's one of uh, my favorite ones, I think, um, because, yeah, I mean, love is probably the most powerful emotion there is. So, um, you know, something like, all right, like if you are a husband or a boyfriend or a partner, um, you know, getting uh, your girlfriend or wife or uh, whatever it might, uh, you know, whoever it might be, um, you know, a gift for Valentine's Day or anniversary or their birthday, right? Um don't just say great gift for girlfriend, right? Yeah. Or great gift, right? Because first of all, people have seen that great gift, perfect gift. They've seen that a million times, right? right? Instead, use the headline, she's going to love it, right? Yeah. Or something like oh that, God. right? Or like watch her face light up as you give it to her. Oh my um, God. Because like, right, that's like, so now the person's imagining their, their wife or their girlfriend or their partner um, so, you know, so happy and excited to get this gift, whatever the gift is. Um, they're so excited. So now, you know, that now you're having that emotional experience just by like reading that, that text. And maybe like, maybe that's on an image of a, a girl or woman, like getting a, a gift and being super happy. So now you're imagining your partner like that. Um, and so, I mean, the likelihood of that person buying now it's, is much yeah, higher. So clearly, that yeah. kind of thing, um, you know, or, or like, you know, if you're getting it like for your kid, right. A toy, like, um, you know, they're going to go absolutely bananas when they, you know, play with this toy or whatever it might be. So just like imagining, you know, projecting the emotion onto other people around them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is great. You know, Eddie, I feel like, uh, I don't know if uh, you watch the late shows. Uh, I used to watch all the time, but I don't watch anymore, but Jimmy Fallon sometimes has these these little silly games that they role play with with the guests. He says, "Oh, you know, uh, he had one of the 
the most memorable ones was he had John Travolta as his guest. And then they, the two of them got up and they had one of those uh, wheels. You would turn the wheel and then you would, it would be one of the John Travolta movies. And then each one would play John Travolta, but of course John Travolta playing himself <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon. So I feel like who's doing better? So I feel like that, you know, we role played all eight feelings here. And then yeah. you were great giving these examples because it's one thing to say, okay, these are the feelings. Yeah, okay, how? And you have provided so much material here to inspire people to start thinking about their listings. So uh, this was great. So no wonder why an English teacher becomes a good uh, <laughs> listening person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I, I, I just want your take on a couple of uh, other things since we're talking about Amazon. When you work with sellers, give us your take on what is a good team? Uh, what, what does it look like in terms of roles and responsibilities? Obviously, we covered content, so that has yeah. to be part of your so but give us the, the overall to be successful on amazon what does a good team look like yeah i mean i think easily i mean most like seven and like low even lower eight figure sellers can really get away with just like probably like five or six team members it doesn't have to be this huge um operation right um and so you might have um you know a person that handles um, you know, and like this could be even done with like VAs from the Philippines or from India or Pakistan. Um, there's, you know, a ton of talent out there as well. So, um, you could always look there. Um, you know, so maybe you have somebody that runs like all of your social media, right. Especially, you know, at first, right. If you're just launching a few products, like you're probably going to be doing everything yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you get a little bit bigger, maybe you have a few brands, um, you know, you know, maybe 15, 20, 25 products, you might want somebody that runs all of your social media, right? Because that's a lot to keep up with. Um, and that's something that could also, you know, easily be um, outsourced. That person could also probably be doing customer support, um, whether they message your social media pages, they message you on Amazon or anything like that. So that could probably be the same role. Um, and once you have enough products and brands, that could definitely probably be um, a full-time role. Um, then PPC is something that's, um, again, you should definitely learn that yourself. Um, know what you're talking about kind of, because that that's how you're going to understand if somebody else knows what they're talking about, um, or is going to be, you know, delivering good results. Um, but that could be, you could hire internally, um, or, or another good way to go is like just finding a PPC agency. Mm -hmm. uh, so that could still, they could still be kind of like part of your, your, your team. Um, and then um, other things would be like, um, like logistics, inventory management, um, dealing with Amazon issues, uh, listing optimization. Um, those all can, you can find, you know, you definitely want to have an understanding of everything before you outsource. Um, but those are all like different roles that you could give other people or find um, agencies or freelancers um, to do some of that stuff um, for you. Um, there's probably some big things that you want to keep doing yourself, um, like supplier negotiations, um, obviously just being the visionary, um, and the big high tactical decisions. Um, 
and maybe maybe product research that can also be outdoors but i know that's like a lot of amazon sellers that's probably kind of like one of the last things that they mm-hmm. get other people to do because they kind of want to be driving the, the ship yeah so uh and by the way add to that somebody for the financials and analytics yeah they on yeah. top of the numbers right so because everything translates into numbers and it's a good idea to have somebody yeah uh, this, this was great uh, eddie so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself where did you grow up for starters i know you're yeah. traveling uh, you, you're traveling what is it called traveling uh yeah. digital nomad traveling, <laughs> traveling listing man so, yeah uh, before you uh, become traveling listing man where did you grow up and and give us your life experience a little bit yeah um so i grew up uh in new jersey um in yeah like just the suburbs um of new jersey um yeah so um yeah grew up growing up in the suburbs you know like you know went to you know really uh, good good public school system and everything so that was you know um obviously like you know a good place to to be growing up um i think one of the biggest like influences on my life was actually um, being a boy scout and attaining the rank of eagle scout um, because that really like, you know, that was, I think I started when I was 11 or so, and then I got Eagle Scout as I turned 18. So, you know, it's like a seven year journey, um, you know, seven years of rising through the ranks, doing certain requirements and all kind of cumulates with this big, um, service project that I did for the community. Um, so I think that really, you know, looking back, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um, but like looking back, I think that's kind of what um, really helps kind of instill a work ethic and uh, like thinking kind of more longer term, like, like big things like take a long time. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think so many people today, you know, they look at maybe they saw like one Amazon video, they're like, oh, I'm going to become rich in a year from doing Amazon FBA, which like, it's just not true. Uh, it's, it's a very big multiple year journey. Um, so yeah, I think that was like a huge influence on kind of like, okay, I know things take time and kind of just doing something every day, uh, you know, just kind of chipping away at it kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting when you put it like that, because being an Eagle Scout, um, I'm assuming that there, uh, you need to have discipline, right? You need to have yeah. discipline, adhere to strict rules and um, a set of values that are important that keeps everybody together so um was that what was that kind of something that you embraced because you've been through it or that appealed to you in the first place so then you found your home which one was that it grew on you or it, it yeah was- i mean i the biggest appeal was, I mean, like, you know, obviously like I, I liked going camping and stuff. And so that was kind of like, you know, the big, you know, at first, right. Cause like in the beginning of scouts, it's all about learning outdoorsy skills and like other skills and stuff, right. That's kind of how it all starts. And then as you go through the ranks, right. Part of the requirements to advance is becoming a leader in the troops. So and now you're teaching, teaching the younger scouts, these skills and organize the meetings, organizing the campouts. What are you going to do? how you're going to teach them this thing, um, everything, you know, making sure that we have food for the camp out, like who's going to make the menus, like all that, all that kind of stuff. So 
it was just kind of like a natural progression um, over time. And I don't really think that I realized it at the time, yeah. right? Like how valuable it would be later in my life. I was just kind of- Well, you've become you know, a teacher, right? You've become a teacher. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. So, so. so I mean, that, that kind of led you to being a teacher, I guess, because you were, uh, I'm hearing you talk about, you know, teaching other kids and you are really influencing their lives in the end. Yeah, for sure. Like I had to be, you know, when I was the, the senior patrol leader, they called it. So like the, you know, the top uh, leader, uh, kid, you know, obviously there's adults helping with some certain stuff, but I was the, you know, the top kid leader. Um, you know, I, and I knew at that time, right. Cause now I was like, you know, 17, I knew I had to be a role model for the, the young kids, especially the 11, 12, 13 year olds that were, they were coming into the troop. Um, so, you know, it's like, everything that I do, they're all watching me. Um, so I need to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and, you know, being a good leader um, and yeah. being a good role model for them. So, I mean, learning leadership that way is, is very valuable. So then you end up becoming a teacher. What led you to be a teacher? Yeah. So I, after college, I worked uh, one year, like in an office job. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I, did not want that for my life. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I I went to, so I, I had known about um, teaching English abroad for a while. And so I just decided to book a one-way ticket to Vietnam, uh, take a teaching English program, like, you know, training you how to teach English for a month there, and then uh, finding a job from there. Um, so it was really a call to adventure. Um, and then also um, in Vietnam, teaching English, like you can just teach like 20, 25 hours a week, um, have more than your cost of living there. Cause it's very, very cheap there. Um, and so I knew that with those other 20, 25, you know, 25 hours that I had, um, that I could find, it was always the goal to find something entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. I worked for a startup for a little bit. Um, in Ho Chi Minh. where did that come the, from? I mean, the teaching leadership, I understand, but the entrepreneurial yeah. aspect, well, what was the source of that? Yeah, so, yeah, it was, um, you know, for a while, I wanted to be um, a lawyer. <laughs> and then um, after, I, like, after traveling, I think I studied abroad in the Netherlands. Um, and that kind of opened my eyes to, like, well, there's a lot of world to see. Um, and not obviously, like, being a lawyer is a great job but it doesn't really entail much traveling abroad. Um, and so it was kind of my love for traveling that really sparked the entrepreneurial um, bug, I guess you can say in me, because I knew that that was really going to be the path. Um, if I could be my own boss, um, have my own business, um, then I could, um, you know, keep traveling. And yeah, now I'm doing that. So, <laughs> so traveling really is the source of your, you know, motivation for a lot of yeah i think it was it was the core it was the uh the spark um but then once i really got on the entrepreneurial path um you know i really it's really blossomed into like a passion for just entrepreneurship in general you know i'm always watching videos interviews with entrepreneurs it doesn't matter like what field or what niche that they're in i just always like i love hearing people's stories and you know all the things they had to overcome and everything like that so um what started as just okay, I want to travel and kind of have my own, make my own schedule to, well, okay, now I really, you know, want to build something big and make an impact. And 
Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, just in this 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 hour, everything that you mentioned and how you put it in perspective, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from it. So, um, Eddie, give us your contact information. How can people reach you? Yeah, um, so that's the, you can email me at uh, eddie at guavalistings.com. Um, you can visit our website, guavalistings.com. You know, we have uh, some blog articles and we're actually about to start pumping out a lot more of those. And then also, if you want to get in contact with us, um, we are happy to give you a free uh, video analysis on one of your listings um, with personalized action steps that you could take, um, you know, that will lead to higher conversions um, and sales ultimately. So um, yeah, if you, if you want something like that, um, just uh, get in contact uh, with us, the ways I just mentioned. So great. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. This was this was great. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people will put it to good use. And uh, thank you again. Yeah, thank you. All right, and that brings us to the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure and subscribe, rate, and review our show. And be sure and share an episode with a friend. And thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next week here on Amazon Legends.